everybody, and welcome to I Am Shatoria, the rest of season four. I'm your host, Shatoria C, and we are kicking February off right. We are walking in faith and we're doing the whole thing. You know how we do. Welcome to our regular listeners and viewers, and welcome to our people who listen to us for the first time. Welcome, welcome. You're now family. Hey, we're kicking February off right with us leaping out in faith and doing things a lot bigger and a lot different. So I want you to prepare yourself for what you guys are about to see here. And, you know, sit back and chill and watch, all right? You know, this is a place where we kick back, we have a good time, and we speak about a whole lot. And, hey, shed a couple of tears, too. All right? So sit back, relax, and I want you guys to enjoy the show, all right? Welcome. Come on in. I am Shatoria Podcast, Season 4. Welcome back to another show of I Am Shatoria. And let me tell you, this right, this show about to be real though. Like, I'm really excited. I'm like a little kid again. So I have to introduce you to this person. She's like the dopest person I know. Um, so if you read my book, you know there's a chapter that goes from, from city to country. And I went to this country little town, because I'm a city girl. I went to this country little town called Greensboro, Georgia. I didn't know what God had for me. And Lord behold, he's giving me some great assets out of it. However, um, for me, I was this eighth grader and I thought the high schoolers was really cool. And the young lady you see on the screen, her and her twin brother, I was like, yes, <laughs> on the people's right there. So I want you guys to absolutely show some love to Candace Woods. Oh. Who is, I just, y'all don't understand. I loved her growing up. So, you know, when social media came out and I was able to find her, I was like, <laughs> yes. And she oh, just remembered wow. me as this little bitty girl with a ponytail, you know. <laughs> um, but hey, so Candace is here today, you guys, as we are in season four. And y'all know how I do. We talk about faith. We talk about all those things. And the crazy part about what she has going on is absolutely dope. Like she got a whole business university that is faith-based. So all you business owner who's still trying to grow and you trying to be in faith with it, she is your person, okay? Yeah. She's the person to talk to. But with that said, I want to introduce you guys again to the one and only Candace Woods out of Greensboro, Georgia, out here doing some great things. So hi, beautiful. Hi, lovely. How are you? I'm good. Like, I am excited about our conversation today and what we're going to yeah. be telling the people. Um, first of all, I, I laugh because coming from a small town, people don't spit much. Mm -hmm. I noticed Greensboro been acting up lately. They got people, <laughs> you know. 49ers got Blair. We got a couple of singers coming out of, you know, Green County. I'm like, yeah. hey, J.R. Reed. We got things just flowing. Um, yeah. I'm excited. You know, I'm going to go ahead and get myself pat on the back. We got authors coming out. You, know you better. And we got, you got a whole academy. Yeah. To like yeah. help people. What really made you start that? Because, you know, a lot of us ain't into that. So what made you be like, let, let me start this academy for business? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, it was really on a happenstance, um, in a sense. Um, I, I wasn't really setting out to start a business academy. Um, I actually started business as a side hustle roughly about seven years ago. It was like kind of something that I could use or, or make some extra money um, to do. And I tried, you know, different 
um, different types of businesses to get into. Um, and then I found myself in a place where I was really just seeking God for purpose and meaningfulness um, in my existence. And so I worked a nine to five job. I worked for a nonprofit organization, loved it. Um, but I knew that there was more for me to do. And, um, and I just can't recall, uh, attending church one Sunday and actually it was new year's. It was new year's, um, like, a I think watch night service. And then that, that next morning I was in prayer, just asking God, like, God, what is my purpose? Like, well, you know, why do you have me here? Um, and he, um, gave me some instruction and led me to start working with my first life and business coach, Javonna Ellison, who was also my first lady at the time. And so um, she introduced me to this concept called purpose um, and helped me to learn how to find my purpose. And so um, and so I kind of started on this journey and I remember praying and seeking God for clarity like, okay, how can I use this full time? Because when you were, when, when I worked my nine to five job, um, I wasn't able to talk about faith. You know, I wasn't able to, to, to pray with the people that I serve because, you know, you have to be, you know, um, there, there, there are boundaries that, that we have to, um, respect when you're working for someone else. And so, um, I ended up, just really asking God, like, how can I do this full time and really be free to do it? And so um, lo and behold, um, there was a crossroad that came up. Um, my doors were closing. Um, my father ended up ill and I ended up having to move back home to Greene County, Georgia to help him. And um, I remember the prayer that I prayed and asking God to, to do what I love full time. And um, I couldn't get a job back home. Um, <laughs> it was either a situation where there was, you know, it wasn't paying enough or, you know, it wasn't worth my time or I had to drive really far in order to, to, to work there. And so I just like, you know, hey, I have this background in business. I've been given the tools. I'm just going to step out on faith. And I started my business as a mindset coach initially. And then I started to get questions where people would ask me, how, do you, how did you start your business? Or how did you write your book? Or how did you do all these different things? And so I just started to create programs where I was teaching people how to start business. And so that's where Destiny University, my business academy was birthed. It, it came from people asking questions about how to do it. And I just decided, you know what, if I'm getting this many people asking me questions, I'm just going to package it and price it and and um and sell the answer to that question and and that's how this university was birthed but it was really um more so about not just answering that question but also teaching people how you can align faith and business and so that's what i do in a nutshell how how many students do you currently have right now i currently have 30 um, 30 students wow. in Destin University. And I also have some one-on-one um, -on -one coaching clients as well that I work with um, um, for various reasons, whether it's they want to write their book um, or whether they want to start their own um, business um, in some capacity. So yeah, currently about 30, I'm 35. Yeah. So what, okay, so to some of our other questions, um, what inspires you? Like what, you know, we we all had that thing that make us just get up and like, yes, the day is the day. But what aspires Candace Woods? I think a combination of things. Like when I think about, you know, my why for even doing mm. um, what I love, um, number one, it was um, for personal fulfillment because 
I found myself, you know, working a nine to five job and it wasn't that I hated what I did. Um, there was just so many limits. And so um, um, each and every day that I get the opportunity to be free, um, mm -hmm. to do what I love and to also be able to talk about God and align, you know, my, my, my values and belief systems and what I do, it gives me another level of fulfillment and, 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 and purpose. And so um, that's one of the reasons, but also being in business full-time has allowed me the flexibility to be able to serve my family well. Um, and that was really important for me as well. Um, you know, just having aging parents, you mm. know, um, and just being available to them to be able Able to take them to appointments you know my father's had some health issues these past couple of years so just being able to you know take my business and, and and you know if he has to be admitted into the hospital being able to do my business in the hospital room or taking it anywhere has been an amazing um blessing to me um in these past couple of years and you know um and i and i get to make money <laughs> to do yeah what I love. And so, um, yeah. So, you know, I think about it from, you know, family past, present and future, you know, in a sense, you know, not just my parents now, but just honoring, you know, my grandmother and, you know, her, her legacy and, you know, the things that she aspired for me to do and be, but then also thinking about uh, leaving a legacy to my children, you know, my future children, um, moving forward as well. So yeah, that's, I, I like that's what keeps me pushing. That that vision, that, that vision, that purpose, because that is my faith that I'd be yeah. able to just be, you know, cause you know, everybody, I, I'm watching people be in faith. They're retiring from the military. And I'm like, what are you about to do? Nothing. I am about to <laughs> do what I desire to do. And so yeah. I, I, like, I, you know, forgot to be like, don't entertain job mm -hmm. options. And I'm like, huh. And so I'm having to be in that faith. Like, okay, Jesus, yeah. like I said, this is the commas I've been. Jesus is it's like having an epidural. I'm come. We cool. I'm about to leave a whole career that I've done for 21 years. Wow. Doing what I love though. Like you said, yeah. it's, it's doing yeah. what I love and that's speaking to people and that's teaching people and loving on people about faith over mm -hmm. anything. So, but one of the things I do want to ask because a lot of times when we speak and we talk and everything else, and let's be honest, social media is like a cover up. It's a band-aid. We don't, a lot of us don't. I am an okay with it. I have no problem showing the struggle I had. Mm -hmm. I went, and I've had people tell me, why would you put stuff like that about your past? Because baby, you need to know everything I put on there mm. is because it's a purpose. So yes, it's not what yes. we expect, but at the same time, no, I, no, you need to know that I got here. I had a struggle bus like everybody else. So when you look over everything, what has been that struggle that had just made you go, I, I got this? Yeah, wow. Um, it, it goes back to um, even, you know, even family. You know, I think, you know, we talked about growing up, you know, in a small, <laughs> small town, right? Um, and I just remember growing up, my parents were married up until my brother and I were about 14 years old and then they divorced. Um, and what a lot of people didn't know is that, you know, I, I lived a life even or learned to live even back in high school, how to put on a mask and pretend yes. to be okay and how to suffer in silence. Um, and so we went through a lot of um, transition at that time, but, um, and I invested a lot of my, my energy into church and, and, you know, just doing things you know, at school um, and, and just staying busy just so that I wouldn't have to think about 
you know, um, the pain that I was going through at home and the struggles that we were having at home. And so um, interestingly enough, um, I had a, a, a strange relationship with my father, you know, and, you know, I felt abandoned. And so um, what ended up happening was I felt, you know, rejected. And so that made me feel like I wasn't enough. I was inadequate. And so I went through having that mindset for most of my life, you know, like my, my teenage years into college years. And so um, ultimately, and it, it began to not just affect relationships, it affected pretty much everything that I did. And so um, after going through a divorce uh, in 2020, uh, 20, uh, 2005, 2005, um, um, I really had to kind of just redirect my life and rethink about, you know, what I really wanted in life. And um, that's how I kind of realized I struggled with uh, a mindset of lack and a mindset of, you know, feeling like I was inadequate. And so fast forwarding into business, I became a mindset coach because I struggled with my mindset. Mm. And I learned that in order to be able to overcome those mindsets, the best way to do it was to teach, right? To teach and to show others how to break those mindsets. And so the more that I learned how to do it, and applied it, the more that I was able to teach it to others. And so um, I really and truly feel like I'm still a work in progress, you know, like every now and then, I kind of find moments when I'm like, okay, Candice, you got to, you know, you have to, you have to encourage yourself and you got to remember who you are. You, you're not that same person anymore. And just remind myself constantly who I am. Um, but yeah, that's one of that's been one of the greatest struggles for me. And um, I overcame it by just teaching it and helping other people who who had similar experiences. It's funny that you say that because in order for me to teach about faith and forgiveness, I had to done it. And mm -hmm. when a friend of mine read the book, she goes, I can tell you are free from this. Like you really got true freedom. So when I tell people, no, I'm really am free. They're like, how do you just forgive people like that? because it was a work in progress. I was mm -hmm. able to write a whole workbook on how mm -hmm. to forgive and be in freedom. And what a lot mm -hmm. of people don't understand is for me, you got to be in faith to do it. You, you yes. got to trust. And like you said, it's the mind. Yeah. Mindsets have to change in order for you to move forward. So if you in faith, mm -hmm. you got to do that change, which is your mind. Because when your mm -hmm. mind starts to change, your mouth starts to change. That's and it. Yeah. That's what, that's when the things started to happen. And you'd be like, what? Like, cause you changed yeah. your mind. And so I like how you said you had to change those things in order for you to get where you had to go, which is here. Yeah. And you're not yeah. ashamed of it. Um, yeah. I think a lot yeah. of us were ashamed of the way our past was, you know, I tell people, look, I was parentless. I had my grandparents, praise God, but mm -hmm. I wasn't raised mm -hmm. by my parents. Mm -hmm. And did it hurt me? Absolutely. I did things I wasn't supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, if y'all want to know about that, read the book. I did a lot <laughs> of things, just a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But look at me now. I'm not mad about it. I forgave them. And yeah. I am moving on in that freedom. So I always try to remind people, your mindset can literally kill you. Yes. It yeah. can take you. Demons are real. And this is when oh, we talk about mental health and stuff like that. Your mind can seriously take you into some dark places so in order for mm -hmm. your mind to be right you got to change your thinking you got to change the way mm -hmm. you speak um mm -hmm. and sometimes as you said 
you got to cut some folks off, including family. Yes. I tell yeah. you, including family. blood does yeah. not mean we are family. That's it. I that's stay it. and I stick with that. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that's a great perspective to have a lot of times. And I think it's it's challenging for a lot of people, especially when you're from a small town and what and who you know is all you know, right? And I think it's different when um, we've had experiences where, you know, um, I, you know, I graduated from college. I met my ex-husband in college and I ended up moving to um, Alabama. And some people might feel like, oh, well, that's not too different from Georgia, but it's not exactly the place or the, the location as much as it was the, the people that, that God blessed me to be around who mm -hmm. taught me different perspectives and taught me different, you know, ways of, of thinking and handling myself. And a lot of that was a faith walk. It was a faith journey in and of itself for me um, because I learned not just about who I am, but I really learned what it means to have a relationship with Christ. Like, you know, when you're yeah. out there kind of like on a limb, you know, by yourself and you don't have mom and dad to run to, you know, you kind of have to, you know, figure, figure it out. And I'm just grateful that, you know, God blessed me and put place me in a path of people who I call my family now, who are not blood related to me, but probably one of the most, um, some of the most inspirational people in my life who've really helped to, to guide me and lead me in, in the right direction. So, yeah. so I'm going to throw this tidbit in and I, I've never told you, so I'm going to go tell you now. I know people. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I always used to ask God why I just remember things. Um, mm -hmm. I see why now that's how I was able to write the book because I remember things. So I mm -hmm. remember you always guiding me, mm. always guiding me. You used to always tell me you beautiful girl. Mm -hmm. We'd be in the cafeteria. And if I feel, and as I remember, I can literally visualize it and remember us sitting at tables because I thought y'all was the cool. Yep. Yeah. And I gravitated to you guys because I couldn't gravitate to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Y'all was so open. Y'all was very open. Y'all was like, girl, come on over here and sit with us. And it used to be you. Um, I remember um, Kim Red, Pansy Jernigan, like all, and I remember it clearly because we all used to ride the bus mm -hmm. together too. So they used to, and you used to have me sitting next to you. And I felt like this big girl and you used to always remind me of who <laughs> I was. And you was like, you're going to have a good day today. Yeah. Our bell used to rain before yours. And mm -hmm. you used to be like, okay, you go be great. Don't let these folks tell you nothing crazy. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I remember that because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, those things matter to me now because I go back mm -hmm. and I go, and you definitely said, I didn't even have to say, you said, God gives you people who are not mm -hmm. blood. And mm -hmm. you was part of my growth, you know, wow. it was part of that growth. For me, because mm -hmm. I could go back and remember you getting on my case, but it was out of love. You never did it wrongly. You'd be like, okay, what are you doing? And why are you doing? <laughs> Don't be worried about it. Go, go sit down somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. at the time, my feelings was hurt. Because I was like, man, she fussed at me. But I I needed that, though. I needed yeah. the fussing. I needed to be yeah. like, no, do this in order to get this. And yeah. it's almost like the prodigy son. It was one of those, <laughs> I hear you, okay. And now I'm back going, with, shoot, you're So you, I would tell you, um, thank you. I believe in giving people their flowers. 
why they're oh, so quiet wow. because I remember those days and I remember those yeah. days, having hard days and you said something I had to write it down I remember me wearing a mask and I wore a mask for years my mm-hmm. mask was my smile talking a lot mm-hmm. all of that that was my mask and so I used to get a I get I used I literally used to get offended when people like, oh my god you talk too much you do this and you do that now when people are like girl you talk too much I do I have a whole podcast show you I got do. a whole podcast girl <laughs> got a whole book. um but I don't get offended by those things because that's what God done for me and mm-hmm. so you was part of that growth for me I have to take wow. give people their their flowers and give them their credit because growing mm-hmm. up I did not have parents and I also didn't mm-hmm. have older siblings so for me you and Courtney all y'all was them older siblings for me I was like yeah because y'all was accepting too that was another yeah. thing y'all was yeah. open arms I didn't have to worry about if y'all actually liked me if yeah. it was fake, you know yeah yeah being in a small town is just yeah trust me I I know I've been through it you know I've been through (laughs) it but you know ironically even as you were talking um I think it was just something that we learned to embrace you know um because um my parents were foster parents and so we learned how to connect and accept so many different you know, children in our homes over the years. Um, and we didn't, I don't even think we uh, we realized how it shaped this, you know, at that time to be accepting okay. of others, um, you know, no matter what their circumstances were, you know what I'm saying? Like we were, we were quote unquote, you know, poor in a sense, you know, coming up, but we didn't always, feel like it you know what I'm saying we didn't really you know know you know that that's that's what it was however um we we just learned to accept others you know and so I always look you know like that Cece Armstrong was like my my one of my favorite teachers um at the time <laughs> yeah. and she was just like so accepting of me and she kind of you know took me on and called me her little sister and I think when you and I connected I I I don't have sisters I have a brother and so I just I always just gravitated towards you like Oh, I finally get to have like a little sister, you know, like she's my little had a big sister. Because I, like, <laughs> like, I didn't and have so, older siblings. Yeah, I, I didn't have yeah. older siblings. I had my little sister, and I I don't even know if you know I struggled, like mm. I was struggling um, to fit in. I literally just did a motivation Monday about it. No, it wasn't even a motivation Monday. It was just one of those random days. And I literally said, stop trying to be that shape to fit in a shape that does not match. That was me. I was trying to fit into groups of people. And as an adult, now I realize we all as kids, which is going through a lot at that time, Mm -hmm. um, to where I do talk to a lot of them now. Mm -hmm. um, Because I truly care about people. Like, I really want y'all to be great. Like, And so I I thank you for just being that person because honestly, I didn't really have people. Um, And I honestly, I would say, you know, and people may not agree, but after you guys all graduated and left, it just went kapoof after that. I didn't have anyone. I didn't have no one to look up. And one thing I was telling uh, a family member, 
we're family members by by, by marriage. So for mm -hmm. me, when you think about our small town, when you family members by blood, y'all tight, y'all, y'all like whoosh, you, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't mm -hmm. have that. Yeah. For me, there was no defending. Yeah. Story. Yeah. So mm -hmm. It was one of those ones I'm out there hanging by a string trying to figure life out. My dad just came back in the picture. And I really don't want to be bothered with him. My mom is doing everything else. She's trying to get her life right, but I'm just mad at her. And then mm -hmm. people didn't know that at seven years old, right before I even came to Greensboro, Georgia, I was molested. So mm. I had no, no. And then, and I wrote it in my book. I was cutting from fourth grade to my senior year of high school. Wow. My grandma used to get on my case because I would wear her makeup, but she wasn't, she later found out I was using it for my arms and stuff like that. Um, and I wanted to fit in so bad because I had nothing. Like I'm not living mm. with my mom. My dad ain't acting right. I'm trying to figure life out. I'm just done. And so I was like, you know what? It's just best that I just do this, this, this. And I did mm. it all up to my senior year to mm. where I think, um, was not, I think I know my last attempt was in, um, actually 20 years ago. Mm. Um, and I laugh how this is my year of retirement. And I was like, Oh Jesus, a lot has happened. Mm-hmm. Mm. in 20 years yeah. yeah and so to know that 20 years has gone by um to where it was my last attempt mm. you know and it's like okay we getting this we doing it yeah. and so yeah you was definitely part of that tribe wow as a little middle schooler little, little seventh grader 13 year old 14 year old I'm like oh my god let me go hang out and i would be praying like let them come to school today <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. because I knew it was like okay things would be you know things would be cool so it was um and I did I felt real special because I was high school so you know I was like yeah and like, you know people people used to tell me all the time and still to this day they say oh you were so popular in school I didn't see it that way I didn't no, I, I said so bad to somebody I know no I I didn't I didn't feel that way I you know I was just as I think I felt just as awkward and out of place as, as other people did, you know? Um, I just, I think I just learned how to cover it up a, a little bit better than most. I wasn't popular. Uh, I was definitely um, an isolated one. It took mm -hmm. a, one of my classmates to actually sit one day. I never forget. I came home for our 20th anniversary, our 20th uh, reunion. Mm -hmm. And she said, I remember I honestly didn't think anybody remember that, but she said on our senior trip, you had a room by yourself. I didn't even write that in our book. Did I write that in my book? I don't remember writing it in my book. I have to read that again, but remember being on the senior trip, nobody wanted to share a room with me. Oh, wow. Nobody wanted to share a room with me. So it was one of those things to where it was really like, I'm 18 years old. Nobody really cares for me like that. And then I think the topper for me was uh, graduation night. Uh, that was like my my tipping point because my mm. father had his mom call me to tell me he wasn't coming to my graduation. So mm. when I look back at graduation photos and I see classmates with their families, I didn't have that. I had my grandparents, now, hands down. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But it was a reminder. And people who are listening, it is a, it's a real reminder or who, how much damage was mm. done just by words and actions 
And mm-hmm. so a lot of people have to understand you, you say things, you do things, even if we were teens, a lot of that caused a lot of damage for people. And yeah. so it was one of those things I literally had to grow from mm-hmm. and actually see the actions and the person mm-hmm. as separate. Yeah. And, yeah. That's good. And I, and that's when I said, okay, we cool. I, I'm yeah. not mad at you. Um, because yeah. at the time we were teens, but at the same time, we are a reflection of what we're being taught. And I, you know, now as a mom, I'm dealing with it with my eight-year-old, which is now a hard part because, you know, she is very live. She, she has a voice and she expressed that voice. <laughs> she has a voice and we tell her she can use her voice respectfully the whole time. Now, but now I'm dealing with the bullying stage. And what I mm. see in her is what I dealt with. I just didn't have a voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, but see, she has a different mama. No, <laughs> I'm not wrapped too tight. Um, we, we're not doing this. So I, I get it because she feels isolated. She feels alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, I remember that feeling. And mm-hmm. she's me. She's sensitive. I was sensitive. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you and Courtney just being open. Yeah. Um, yeah. Y'all knew I was a sensitive little bunch, but y'all didn't. Y'all made sure I was straight. But we Speaking for me, I just loved you. I adored you. Like, I just thought you were just the sweetest thing. And I loved how your energy, like you were so, it just seemed like you were just so excited about, you know, and I can't, I, I didn't even know what you were going through and what you were dealing with, you know, um, at the time. Um, but you were just so fun. I just loved your energy. Like you always were just excited you know, um, to, to see us and to talk to us and be around this. And so, you know, um, and even just kind of watching you from afar, like there was always this leader inside of you, you know, that, that I can recall. Um, and I don't know, I just gravitated to you, um, for, 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 for that reason. And, and, um, I'm, I'm glad that I did. I'm glad I'm thankful. I'm thankful as well. I'm yeah. so thankful. Um, I know we don't got all off topic. I'm just, I just had yeah. to your flowers and tell you thank, thank you. you. Thank because you. Because I'm really big about that. And I think people need to understand um, faith can change a lot of things. And, mm-hmm. and with that, I want you, before we go, I want you to ask the question, what is the most important thing in your life? Oh, yeah, you know what? It's, it's simple for me. Um, my relationship with God, like without my relationship with God, um, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be have the level of peace that I have with, you know, my circumstances. Um, this has been a faith walk. When I tell you, you know, um, jump, you know, just kind of jumping and taking the leap into full-time business, um, coming from a small town where you have, you know, family and friends who don't understand why on earth wouldn't you want to go get a day job where you have quote unquote guaranteed money coming in? Why would you want to put yourself through that? Why don't you just go and get a job? Um, and I, I struggled with that, you know, that decision for the first couple of years. Um, but God gave me a blessed me with a mother um, who was like, you know what, if this is what you have to do, I support you. And so, um, you know, just having that support system has really, has really blessed me. Um, but more and more specifically and more importantly, 
my relationship with God has was what has has really been what has kept me um has kept me in you know in business this long you know just seeing you know um the successes and then the hills and the valleys that come with you know being an entrepreneur but then also um the growth you know the spiritual growth that you um that you start to obtain um just in kind of walking this journey and some days you don't you don't know if you're going to get a client some days you don't know you know um if if your lives are working if people are really watching and listening mm-hmm. but then it's those moments when you you walk into the grocery store and somebody says hey i saw you on you know, Facebook the other day, and it really blessed my life. It really touched my life. Keep going, keep going. It really helped me. Um, and just, you know, just those, those small wins, um, are so rewarding. And so I just, you know, I just, I give it all praise and glory to God for having me on this journey and this path. Cause he's really kept me, you know, um, like I, I've been able to, to, to maintain a, a pretty um, good income, you know, and still take care of my dad and, you know, um, and do some things that I, you know, I, I truly desire to do. And I believe that the best is still yet to come. And so Amen. that that's really and truly what has really just kept me <laughs> this, oh, that, this long. That's, yeah. that's dope. Before we go, I want you to uh, tell people how they can contact you. Yeah. To get more information. Yeah, so um, I am on Facebook and Instagram, um, and it's at Candice B. Woods Coaching. Um, I am currently um, working on an anthology project with several ladies for, um, in Destiny University, um, and I am um, going to uh, launch a, a certification program for mindset coaches uh, coming up, um, hopefully, preferably around about March or April or so. And so um, and if anyone is interested in um, learning the skills and tools on how to become a mindset coach, um, you can reach me um, at my on my website at CandiceBWoods.com um, or just email me at info um, at CandiceBWoods.com. Oh, I can't wait. I may need to tell my senior about this coaching. Um, <laughs> but hey, guys, thank you guys. So here's the thing. Y'all know how we do. So definitely know when I when you guys are watching this, y'all should be able to go click all her links and hit her up and all those fun things. Also, 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 if you have not got your tickets, I need you to go get your tickets. She will be with us speaking in March for our first quarterly workshop so i am and she's talking about our favorite topic which is faith so definitely get your tickets it is ten dollars y'all get your ticket it is virtual it's two hours at your day we gonna literally have conversation um and then you guys can get more information and plus we got some goodies in there like y'all know me i like to give away stuff so um definitely get your tickets at iamshatoria.com um slash events dot one um and you guys should be able to click it you should see it and, and, and going but so definitely, definitely hit her up. You guys will see her again in March. Get your tickets. I want to thank you so much again for just coming and blessing me with your presence. Thank you. Like this so this is a blessing. Absolutely. I love you too. Hey team, thank you guys for checking in. You already know to go to IamTratoria.com for all information events that we got coming up. Do know we have our paint and scent virtually coming up in May. And our huge, huge event is definitely coming up in September. Get your seats. They are gone wing. Um, here in Oklahoma City, I am Forgiveness to Freedom, the third annual event. I am truly, truly 
excited and we got some other great things coming out also i need you guys if you ain't paid attention the book is out there so get your pre-sale of the new book unshake oh, excuse me uh, women with unshakable faith where i had the opportunity to collaborate with other women on the anthology book about our faith so you can pre-order from me again at iamshatoria.com see the link and get your book book will be out april 2023 i'm super excited we got a lot of things going so come back and check us out next week we will be back with someone else no y'all just never know who i'm gonna bring like i get really excited meeting people so you know <laughs> Really excited. Love you guys. Thank you. You guys know I always say walk in love, live fearlessly, and have a whole lot of faith.